Hey, uh, John. Yeah. So um, uh, I know I said I was going to be there next week, uh, but I'm going to be at least two hours late. And Matt, uh, the following week, I can't make the game at all. Uh, I know. And oh, oh, and Keenan, when I get done uh, or when we play your game next time, uh, I'm going to finish my character at the table while, while everybody's playing. Okay. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> That was Strange New Worlds Productions Theater. <laughs> Not safe for work. By the way, it is explicit. <laughs> and for the first time ever, Cody is not the first one to drop the F-bomb. Yay. Had to break tradition, you know. Tradition. Hey, <laughs> you said improv at a start, and I was like, oh, that's probably what I would do. That is probably what you do. Oh, oh my God. No. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, hey. Welcome to Legend Lore, uh, brought to you by Strange New Worlds Productions. And uh, we are back with you this week. I am Dungeon Master Mike, and sitting to my left... I am Dungeon Master Popatine, and over here... This is Cody, and I'm not tired, you're tired! <laughs> <laughs> it's a DM Osborne on the mic. The foul-mouthed one. I, uh, I'm DM Rockfist, also known as John, and um, I'm surrounded by a bunch of rambunctious uh, <laughs> D&D aficionados tonight. There's I'm all hyped up on Dr. Pepper. There's something in the air tonight, I'm telling you right now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so uh, tonight, we're going to do something we've been talking about uh, for a while on some previous podcasts, and we're actually getting around to it, and we're going to do How to Be a Better Player, because we all have seen a million videos on YouTube and podcasts that are all about how to be a better DM. Well, now it's time to flip the script a little bit. Yeah. So we're all players as well as DMs. So I think there's some unique perspective from both sides. Um, Speak for yourself. Yeah. Well, that's what I always do. (laughs) Cody. Cody. (laughs) (laughs) You're ready to fight tonight. Yeah. You know what? I disagree. You you, you want to take us outside? You you want to take us outside? (laughs) As much as I can't even right now. Um, So, you know, I think there's two different ways of looking at that, right? Because a bad player can be a bad player for the DM, right? Just because they're hard to manage or they're throwing the game off. uh, Or like Mike was alluding to with that wonderful intro, um, even before the game starts, they're messing things up, right? Um, But then there's also uh, being a bad player and how it affects the other players around you, right? So like maybe you're playing your character, right? You're the lawful good paladin. Um, but you turned in the party to the local magistrate <laughs> because they, uh, you know, maybe they did something a little sketchy, you know, and you're like, I'm not going to be a part of this. And you, there's an argument to be made, right. That you maybe role played your character, but the way you role played your character, uh, made things less fun for everybody at the table. And I will be a little controversial with that specific example and say, I think maybe that's being a bad player. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I think it it would really depend on the circumstance, but totally like it, it's just not player cohesion and they're not jiving with it. There's an opposite version of that paladin story. There's a lot of warlock stories out there where the warlock will do something shitty to the party because sometimes they'll say it's what my character would do or they'll do something along the lines of, you know, my patron says I have to steal from the party, Matt, and, <laughs> and, 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 and give it to them. But uh, it's, I think there's... Uh, a dynamic here like Keenan said there's there's circumstances that have to be met for one thing 
our group is strongly story oriented. So it makes sense for Matt's character to do that and 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 t- take whatever that that powerful item was and give it to their patron because in in the the best stories uh, like Lord of the Rings or or Marvel there's always some kind of betrayal and it makes sense it adds drama to the narrative. I think a lot of D&D games where they're a little bit more gamey versus storytelling those are really dick moves. Yeah. Because you're trying to have this cohesive party team mentality adventure together and the story is about the good defeating evil and not the evil influencing the good to to do all these things mm-hmm. so i think there's circumstances that have to be met yeah um your situation i think pretty 100 percent. like the paladin is walking up to the magistrate and be like there they did a bad thing and that's well that, and that's what i was going to say is the difference because you guys have all in pretty much every campaign we've ever had we've had some type of player betrayal at some point that's what? A, but i would say almost, i've had the most yeah <laughs> but i would say there's almost always a narrative element to that like you know um it had built up over a long time right. and i mean except for a couple times there was a little bit of yeah we saw that coming you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it did fit with the character and the narrative that we had all built together right um what i'm talking about is more like a player that is only concerned with their narrative and not recognizing that by virtue of playing together, you're in a narrative yeah. with a group. You're right? in a collective storytelling. Yeah. 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 yeah I could definitely see too. I mean, it's, if it's, it's that situation or maybe just someone in the spur of the moments, like I'm going to do something really funny right now. And I, they might think it's funny in their mind, but it's actually going to be something really obnoxious that's going to ruin the entire like session, not maybe the session, but just the party, you know, turning in everybody's maybe a thing where they're like, I'm just going to do it because I, I want to do that. Like, I'm a good character, and I'm it would be hilarious if I turned them in. Yeah. Well, and if you play with uh, other players that maybe have um, different experience, you know, they have different experiences with D&D than you. Um, like you mentioned, maybe they only played D&D with a, a group of friends, and it was very mechanical-focused, and it was more just about the battles and not the story. Or maybe all the and, friends were assholes. Yeah, or, yeah, right? Um, <laughs> and, and you come into a group that's more serious about their characters and more serious about the narrative, and like you may – not be a bad player, but your way of playing may not be meshing with that, that style of the group. So maybe one of the principles I would pull out of this conversation would be it. You know, one of the ways to be a good player is, you know, look at, look at the style of the group and the DM and, and sort of make sure you fit in that instead of being an active impediment to that. For sure. And I would also like to say that I think frequency of events also matters a lot. Like if it's the one time that Paladin does it, that could be great narrative. It could be funny. It could be all those things that work, right? But I've played with people that are consistently the catapult to chaos or doing something that just is they they want to do and it takes away from everyone else's. Like if they're constantly doing it session by session or every other session, it's not enjoyable to deal with someone who's not going with the flow of the party like yeah if it's, it's not going with the flow of the story overall right yeah, yeah. i'm just gonna go do this every time, every time it's like yeah. why are you here i'm go gonna go kill this i'm gonna go kill every chicken in this town yeah like why? <laughs> next town over i'm gonna kill every sheep in this town <laughs> next time over, town over i'm gonna kill every whore in this town Billy <laughs> became a serial killer <laughs> I feel like you guys are slightly attacking me and Murdoch right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's going to cut it. every toilet. That's yeah. your next character. Yeah. Yeah. Go, I did it twice. So I, like, I, I, I kill goats because they're monsters. That's just a character flaw they, that they you just, have. It's player. It's not a flaw. <laughs> <laughs> you literally baked the hatred of goats into every one of your characters, haven't you? Yeah. It's passionate to me. Yeah. And we literally have used some sort of goat 
creature to fuck with thing <laughs> yeah. somewhere you, you in our had, campaigns. You had an entire goat-based cult. True. And you know, but I didn't make wow. that up. Cold War, Cobalt Press made that up. Yeah. So Go blame man. them. Blame them. Yeah. <laughs> Don't shop at Cobalt Press. Go to SW Productions. <laughs> That's right. It's goat-free. It's so Cobalt Press is pro goat, goat and uh, they, they deserve to go in the ground. So I was thinking one of the main things that I find people lack on, and we've mentioned this several times, uh, but background, backstory. I think that you need to go into any startup game or jump in game with a very well fleshed out background. Even if you don't have specifics, at least knowing the tragedy, the past, the upbringing, something like what is your mission? Like, why are you just there? Mm-hmm. And that yeah. gives the DM so much ammo and makes your character so much more worth the time. So I think also, yeah, that's good. And But I would put the caveat that... Um, not all of us are writers. Not all of us are perhaps super creative, but you can sit down and talk with your DM. Yeah, you know, absolutely. kind of bounce ideas back and forth. And maybe, maybe you know, if you don't have all the details fleshed out, you can then let the DM kind of run with it a little bit and flesh it out for you. And then also tell you, okay, this is what I came up with. Yeah, yeah definitely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, and even the, uh, off of that, if you don't have time to set up with your DM, I would say, you know, the player's guide has a really good way when you're making your class, you can go make your background right. and they have, you know, the one to eight kind of just shoot like, oh, if you're a entertainer, you know, here's one to eight, what this is one of your personality traits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to spin off on that, if you, you know, uh, you know, get the player's guide, but you also maybe have Xanathar's guide, they did a really extensive cl- uh, player background thing where it's just basically you roll and this is how you, get, this is where you were born. You roll and you, you don't have to roll. You can look at the list and just say, that's really cool. I want to do this and right. go through. I, when Xanathar's came out, that's pretty much what I did for like a few days. I just made like 80, char- not 80, it wasn't 80, <laughs> but it was like 20 different characters. I was like, I just rolled the dice and be like, oh, that's really cool. And it's, it's great. I believe it was 80 characters. It was, yeah. It was yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> what I like about the player's guide for backgrounds is that all of the, you know, the, the, the flaws and the, and the bonds and the goals and all those, they're just vague enough and short enough mm-hmm. that you can expand on them decently easy. The majority of them, whenever I make my character, I don't usually see a specific one that really falls in line with my character, but there's no line on there that says you can't grab two character flaws or two bonds or whatever, or you know, modify them however you want. You know, Change it up. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. So I, I think this actually does kind of go along with one of the things I have on my list and uh, the back, coming with the backstory. It's coming to the table prepared. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. having an idea what your features are, your abilities, having an idea what your spells are so that you're not constantly having to look things up. But we do. I mean, we, we can't memorize all this. Not, not all of us are, have Cody's wonderful memory that he could remember some crazy stuff. Um, but having at least the baseline, you know, understanding what your character can do, whatever whatever it is, you know, whether you're a fighter, what your features are as a battle master, or whether you're... Uh, in Star Wars and what I what I do as a pilot in Star Wars, you know, having being prepared is essential for keeping the game flowing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and we've all met the person who has to consistently. It's not one time rule, but consistently look at what it is, and it, it, it's nothing against that person. It's just they didn't take the time to like really invest into the game to make it enjoyable for everybody else. Yeah, and, take and, time. And we've all taken time to invest in what we're doing character wise and SDMs. All the hours we spend prepping, you know, just a single session. Not, not 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 even mentioning the entire campaign you know i can name some names but i'm not going to name it, any name any names but uh i do remember some of we played with that uh could never remember what dice what dice were what are these <laughs> is this grid in front of us are these 10 
10 foot? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it, we talk a lot about some of the weaknesses that are in 5e and things we would change. And I think one of the consistent things we've been talking about a lot after our sessions is how long combat takes because our groups have gotten kind of big. And when you go into a combat in 5e with a big group, um, yeah, it can take a while for your turn rolls back around. And if it's taking 15 minutes, you know, 20 minutes before you really get your next turn, that's a long time for you to get distracted or disconnect. And it only exasperates the problem because then it's your turn and you're like, huh? What? Oh yeah. Uh, what happened? What happened for the past three turns? I was like, you know, and you know, which first of all, to be a good player, pay attention to what's happening. Yeah, like, absolutely. But, um, what could make things a lot easier and better to Mike's point is if you know what your character's capabilities are, then you should be able to switch it up on a dime if you need to during combat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that really could help save a lot of time. It, it can. And that was actually one of the things that I have on my list too. kind of perfectly falls in line with this as well. Uh, it's almost like we know what we're doing, paying attention to what the other players are doing in combat when it's not your turn. We have all been guilty of absolutely spacing out when it's not our turn and or having side conversation when it's not our turn. I've tried to do this um, probably for like the last year. I've been really concentrating like when it's not my turn. If I'm not if I'm not playing shop and I'm not looking up like spells, I'm kind of actually paying attention to what everybody's doing in combat for, for a couple of reasons. Number one. It's, it gives me a better idea when it gets to my turn exactly how, mm-hmm. what, what the combat situation now looks like. I don't have to ask, oh, is this dude dead? I don't have to ask, oh, is this going on over here? I can, I can also assist when I need to. Like, I see somebody in trouble. I can do that. But that's, that takes a little concentration to really, it's just kind of natural if it's not our turn. Think, it's been oh, everybody I've ever played with. It's a natural thing when it's not your turn. Sometimes you get, you get kind of fade out a little bit. But paying attention to a lot can change things and speed things along. Nobody has to say, hey, it's your turn. And then you're, like I said, you're also, you're more involved And and also it's kind of, um, it's kind of a, it's, it's letting, knowing that that player whose turn it is in combat, that's their moment to shine for a little bit. And it's kind of cool to be able to see what they're doing and hear the cool things they're saying and see the cool things they're doing and give them a little props for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's so good. I mean, that's, I mean, really you can't understate how what you just said is exactly what we're talking about. And I, I don't think you're necessarily a bad person in that moment, but you are not being a good player when you're like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. I haven't been paying attention. Uh, what do I do? You know? Oh, wait. Okay. I've got, I got, uh, you know, 10 spells that I need to decide between before, you know, and then 10 minutes later. And then, you know, like I said, it just exasperates the problem. Now the next guy's going, huh, wait, what? It's my turn again. Matt yeah. did something really cool. His last session, he started saying you're on deck next to the guy who was next. Right. And it kind of forced us to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I really do need to get ready. Right. Well, and not, and to go with what you were saying, Mike, when, if you are, it makes it easier to give the person who's turned his attention, not become distracted. If that person doesn't spend three minutes figuring out what they're doing. Cause that, then right. it's like, okay, well I don't, I'm going to stare at you while you're like, oh, what do I do this? And you know what I mean? Yeah. These, so these, if you're prepared, people will give you the focus. Combat's quicker, and then it's easier to maintain your focus if everyone knows what's happening. Yeah, these things all they, they all they all tie together. I mean, they do. They're they're like pieces of a puzzle to kind of to, to kind of maintain the flow of combat. And in the bigger groups like we have, it's really it is actually super important. Now, given obviously, it's like you're never going to hundred percent be the best player you can. We're, we're all friends. So we do, we have giggles, we have laughs, we have side things going on. It happens, you know, and that's, but it's, 
it can really slow things down. And sometimes as a DM, when you see a lot of that stuff going on, it's very distracting for you too. Because, mm-hmm. oh, my friends are joking around. I want to joke around too. But I'm like, I'm running eight different NPCs right now. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I got to know all the spells that this dude Takes can a lot of CPU. And I got these guys over here got doing a lot of spells. I'm like, oh, my, yeah, my CPU is like just cranked to the max. So I, I, I think it's just something we could all strive to do better. And I think every DM, I'm sorry, every game player out there has probably, this is useful for them too, you know? I mean, as players, yeah. I mean, the, the one, number one thing that I like to do is just, here's my one, if I'm a spellcaster, mostly, but it also works for martial characters as well. But you pick your top three abilities that you know you can do in any situation. Fireball. And, yeah, I mean, well. Mm. Counterspell. <laughs> fire, Magic missile. There you go. Yeah, fire. Well, fireball, I don't know, because you could kill them. You could, like, hit the people. But, but, yeah, that would work, because you would just be like, oh, they're grouped up, fireball them. They shouldn't have been in fireball range if they didn't should, get fireball. <laughs> well, I think it goes back to what Mike said. You should know like, those top three things. Like, yeah. You should know the three things your character can do in almost any circumstance. You're right, because that, that's going to make it quick. And if you are caught with your pants down and you're not like, uh, is this guy up? No, he's not. Okay then you can go right away and not spend a minute deciding. Cause it's really like, especially in the groups we play and we were blessed to play in like eight man groups, but it's been times where it's been 30 minutes between my round and one round of combat coming back to me. And it's like, it's really hard to pay attention to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, like, it gets exponentially more difficult to pay attention it, as, as the as minutes go on. on. Yeah. yeah. So having your stuff, if everyone had their stuff ready and yeah, it's still going to take 10 minutes to get around the table to roll dice and such, but that 10 minutes instead of 30 way easier to be involved in so just if everyone comes to the table prepared which is not too much to ask Mm -hmm. i agree i agree well if you're gonna play the game it's like a sport like you gotta practice like to me it's a sport like you have to Mm -hmm. you have to practice it you need to know the rules you have to have the generics down you have to be able to interpret the game how it goes Mm -hmm. and if you're a new player like don't let that intimidate Uh, you you're gonna learn as you go but do your Mm -hmm. due diligence to your players and dm is Mm -hmm. and put in the work to be able to understand it uh you said something a second ago and I might get a little bit of pushback from you guys, but that's fine. But knowing the rules is to a degree being a good player. There is such a thing as like bending the rules, yeah, no, things like that. But like, it, and I guess there are certain things like what's a, what's a long jump, what's a high jump. Those never get used. So I don't think anyone's going to ever mind taking the two minutes to open the book up and figure out what that is. Yeah, of course. But when it comes to things like, you know, how many D4s do I roll for a magic missile? Or... We, you know, uh, if you have that spell and you've had it, you should know that at a certain point, right? Yeah, yeah. you know what's the uh, what's the AC bonus when I hold a shield or like mm-hmm. a versatile longsword? You know, one handed, two handed. What's the difference for that? It's like, hey, I want to go play basketball, but I don't know how to play. <laughs> like, you can't go play it. Like, it's the same with D and D. Like, you can't just sit down and do it if you don't know what the basic rule sets are. Mm-hmm. And if you become a diceaholic, <laughs> just uh, <laughs> put all of your D fours out on the table. Be like, oh. This is what I use for this, but then I can just pick them all up and roll them. I'm good. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. That's literally what I do when I'm playing Shaman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, there's certain things that I need a lightning, lightning bolt and stuff, so I know exactly what it is, so I count out exactly that many times. Nice. And I just have my lightning bolt pile. That's my that's my lightning bolt pile. Paul, I know what I'm doing with that. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, this is really good advice. I will say to um, you know, if you're new to the game, we're not talking about you really. I mean, we know you're going to need to kind of be educated as you go. Um, cause you can try to learn all the stuff in the book before your first session and good luck. You're not going to be able to, you're going to need a, to be guided. I think we're talking more about veteran, like people who've been playing multiple sessions. Mm-hmm. Like basically if you're still asking, correct me if I'm wrong, Cody, this is what I hear you saying. Like basically if I'm still asking the same rule questions, three, four sessions in a row, yeah. then I'm not, 
committing that to memory the way I should and, and ironing out those details, maybe in between sessions with conversations with my DM and the other players, mm-hmm. um, because I'm just relying on the group to remind me every time. Yeah. You know? And that, again, that takes away fun from everybody else. And I don't want to, and I also, for anyone who's listening out there, I think, think you hit on something really good. You know, we're not, we're not necessarily addressing you, the new players, but also, we're also not, uh, we're not on our high horses. Oh, no. Everyone is guilty of doing these oh, things yeah. we're mm-hmm. talking about. I'm We've, looking way down on you guys from my giant pedestal right now. <laughs> my pedestal of mechanical knowledge. I am the only one sitting in the comfy chair right now. <laughs> and Mike. Oh, Mike is too. Never mind. Oh, yeah. Lord oh. Boos himself. Yeah. So, hey, uh, you, know what, you know what time it is? What time? It's time for a world. Word. A world. It's time for a world. It's time for a world from our announcer or a word from our announcer. Okay. All right. In a world. <laughs> and that is all you can say in that tone of voice. No, it's not. <laughs> Let's do this. Okay, hey, man. Our announcer paid really good. Our announcer, jeez. <laughs> our announcer what didn't pay anything. What is going our on spo- tonight? Our sponsor paid good money for our this sponsor, advert. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. What is going on tonight? Like, Cody's ready to fight We're people. I'm having a hard time speaking English. <laughs> There's magic in the air. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll be right back. Hey, 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 you. Yeah, you. I'm Boblin the Goblin, and I know an adventurer when I see one. Come over here. I got something you'll be interested in. Have a seat at my table. I know where an intrepid band of heroes like you can find all the best adventures and loot you can handle. Have you heard of the Lair of Strange New Worlds Productions? It's on a magical plane of existence called the World Wide Web. I know, right? That sounds like some serious sorcery, but it's true. I've heard that SNW Lair has adventures with bullywugs, cults dedicated to Sugtomi, and even a quest for Boost, the god of alcohol and revelry. What? You're a thief? Shh. Keep it on the down low. I hear SNW has an adventure for thieves like us. That's not all, though. If you're looking for a good shop to outfit your party, SNW has shops you can steal. Need someone to help your party for a short time? They've got companions and compatriots there, too. And I hear they got new classes. And every month, the mages at SNW teleport more stuff to this layer they call a website. What's this information I'm giving you gonna cost? Aw, Boblin the Goblin doesn't need much. I love helping heroes. How about an ale? And maybe put in a good word for me with that cute bard on stage. Anyways, if you want to access that layer of SNW, you have your caster summon SNWproductions.com on that worldwide web I spoke of. Boblin the Goblin guarantees you won't be disappointed. Oh crap, here comes that half-orc chud. I gotta go. He probably heard that I stole his echo fish. Until next time, remember for all the dungeon delving products you need, SNWproductions.com has it all. Well, oh, that was cool. Yeah. That was really good. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. I love those guys. Well, you sound like uh, Owen Wilson over That's there. What I did. Wow. Mm. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, it makes me excited for Loki. Anyways. So, uh, so two con- days. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be awesome. So, continuing on um, to how to be a better player. Uh, so, I've got a few things still that are kind of on my list. Some of these actually are pretty common sense. I started off with a little joke about. Um, I'm going to be late. Oh, I can't make it that day. Oh, oh yeah. I'm going to finish my character at the table while you guys are playing. Oh, so no. there, there's a certain level when you commit to playing in a, on a long-term campaign of commitment. And I think it's rude and irresponsible to the other players that are playing that campaign who have jury, or, you know, who have jiggled around their schedule so they can, they can be at the table at that day at that time. And also to the DM has put a lot, a lot of work into this campaign you're about to experience. So I think commitment, look, if you don't think that you can make, let's say you're, let's say you're playing once a week, every Tuesday, and you don't think you can make that consistently. Don't sign up. Don't sign up. Now, with that being said, life gets in the way. We've all had it. Sure. You know, it happens. 
So adulting sucks. Adulting sucks. But definitely, if you're going to make the commitment, try try to to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in spirit, in mind, in body, and all those things, because everybody is is moving their time around to make this story happen. Because we all love doing this, mm-hmm. right? I you know, you get what you put into the game right and i think a lot of times the dm's the one that gets the the credit for that because you're like wow the dm put so much prep into everything and it was a great session right but that that same principle applies to the players right so all the stuff we're talking about you know with the the background and learning the rules and being reliable being on time communicating that all comes back to that principle of like you're putting positive things into the game and then that makes the game a better game for everybody yeah, and it, it's it's respect too of everyone else's time, especially into the as being DMs like to the DM like they're putting hours of prep into this. You really need to be there for it, and it, and give them the longest uh, warning you can when you can't. Right, if you need to postpone, don't don't cancel the same day, man. That's terrible. Yeah, unless it's a true emergency. Yeah, man. of course. I mean, we're not talking about the one-offs like that's yeah. always going to happen we're talking about like because we've all had that player that showed up three times and then he missed two and he's like oh yeah i think i want to come back and it's like mm, maybe no, not man maybe your not. character is dead yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your life means nothing now you're committed to playing Dave. we're not even friends anymore <laughs> <laughs> dave becky your character has died you're no longer welcome at the table oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, you guys remember uh, we had uh, we have his great friend Bill, and uh, he told us up front this campaign we were playing um, Mangetsu, right? Mm-hmm. That he he was heading into some busyness in his schedule, and he his, he might not be able to consistently show up. Mm-hmm. But we basically made it so that his Aladrin character would blink out. Yep, sometimes yeah, he'd, he'd fade back to the like uh, he would just go back to the Feywild yep. and. So and it was interesting because we would go into these, like basically the equivalent of a dungeon. I mean, it was a mega, it was like a, a mecha roving fortress or whatever, but we would be in whatever Keenan had come up with and we, you know, we're, we're clearing the monsters, we're getting through it and you know, we've got our group of four and we're good. And then we, you know, next session, it's like, uh, Bill's like, or Bill's like, Hey, I'm going to be able to make next session. So his Elijah just blink, he's gone. <laughs> and I was sort of like, Oh crap <laughs> which actually fit his whole character so you can come up with tricks like that too if you're not sure you can be consistent but i think more often than not um the people who do that to groups i don't think they always realize how much the dm relies on knowing how many players oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and having your specific player in the group affects how they prep for what's mm-hmm. happening and with and and we've had and we've had this and we've done this we've all done this in our campaigns where we've especially when we've been running a long term campaign and we're getting close to the end, and I'll I'll say things like hey I have to have everybody around the table for this session because there's important story elements that, that are going to happen and sometimes if they can't make it then I'm you know I'll I'll, I'll go hey guys we got to postpone we'll right. get together we'll do something but you know that's that's how much time and how much effort we put in as DMs and how important it is. Yeah. Like I would, I know that I don't think I had missed any of the or had to cancel any of the last sessions for boost. But it would be if if I was, I would ask. I'd be like, "Hey, can we? Can you not play so I can be there for it?" I know that's yeah. a lot to ask, but so involved in the story, and for whatever reason, I couldn't. But I'd been there for two years every time prior. Like, I don't want to miss out on that. I don't yeah. want to. The last like six months of that campaign right. were insane for character development. Yeah, really life changing. You know what I mean? So that was really respectful. And when it came down to Bill for our audience. um, he came to us telling us that like that yeah. we, I, and I worked it in that way. It wasn't that he dropped, like don't drop off. Like if it comes up like, Hey man, I don't, I have to work Tuesdays now. Can I, 
can we make it so I can come in when I can? Like that's the, that's pre conversation is all that you need to do to be able to make it actually like, okay. Right. Communication. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We do talk about that a lot. Communication is so damn important when you're playing with the same group of people and, uh, over and over again, it's, it's important for the players to be talking to the DM to be, be talking to each other for the DMs to be talking to the players. It makes the sessions run so much more smoothly. Yeah. I got one for if you're playing online. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, please. Make sure you're you're make sure if you're a player and you're playing online in a group that you are in a situation where you don't have a bunch of background noise. Oh, yeah. Uh, that your sound it works right. That your web camera works right. Wipe your webcam off. <laughs> like I don't know how many. Like, dude, I've watched professional quote unquote professional D and D streams where like somebody has like a filmy like thing going yeah. on with their zoom camera and it's like dude, the dog's just, yipping yeah yeah so this wasn't a game session but this was a uh, hanging out bullshit at the beginning of covid and i think it was i don't know it was a bunch of us on there i think keenan was on there and, and uh beth and charles and a bunch of people were on there and stuff and i kept going god my picture looks horrible <laughs> what's going on this is a good web camera i have i don't understand and then all of a sudden i like the next day you know computers off i'm looking at i'm looking at and it is covered with a film of cigar smoke cigar smoke because i'm sitting because i'm because i'm sitting here in the man cave (laughs) in front of the computer smoking all the time while i'm writing stuff working on games whatever we're doing working doing the latest snw project and i'm to do 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 type 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 smoke smoke smoke, type 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 i'm like so now i'm always constantly cleaning that camera (laughs) i would say for that though um do a session zero and make your characters or talk yeah. about what you yeah, want to do, that's what like, do. and then that's no one. Matt, that doesn't matter if everyone's testing out. Hey, I, I don't have feedback, or hey, this and that camera's yeah. terrible. You can all figure that out and yeah, not did, mess the game up. Didn't we kind of? Didn't we? Yeah, for, yeah, for Tales of Tavaria when we started playing online during COVID, we actually got together and we were making characters online together because it was easy for you know because obviously we had like um, we had like Brett who who who's just getting into five E who hadn't had a chance to play yet. So he had a lot of questions. He needed, it, it was one of those things like you want to be around the table with that player. So it was awesome. You just share a screen. He's asking questions. I'm going, okay, this, this, that, this, this. So yeah, that's definitely, yeah. You have that zero session when you're all together, developing your characters, talking about whatever you need to talk about. Uh, going going back onto like online games. Uh, John, you kind of sort of personally know your online players through World of Warcraft and, and, and knowing them for you know several months or years, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of internet forums where people are looking for groups to play with. So people just kind of find random strangers to play D&D with. And, you know, I, I read a lot of RPG horror stories. And there's a lot of times where DMs are looking for advice on how to deal with their bad players. And, you know, sometimes it is purely just you got to boot the car- uh, the player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh there's there's nice ways to go about it. Sometimes I, A lot of mm-hmm. them are just, they just kind of, uh, block them and then the guy is gone which if it's an asshole player who's not who gonna figure it out then yeah I guess, you know, who, who cares but uh, sometimes you just gotta be like hey you know it seems like you're at a certain place going in a, a certain direction and we're all going in different directions right now and I think it's best that we just part as friends right now mm-hmm. yeah and maybe we can play again later yeah, I like that more than blocking because yeah. it's 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 you're being an adult. You're addressing a problem, not just yeah. being like, "I don't want to deal with it." Deal block. With it. Yeah. yeah, and I and I think and I think that's the better way because then you don't have to worry about any hurt feelings. Well, I mean, there might be hurt feelings, but yeah. it's 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 a hell of a lot better if you're addressing it directly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I think I mean, honestly, if you're a DM, your your 
in a way managing players i'd like to see a dm give them feedback and be like hey it looks like you're at a different level at the game than we are um you have different themes you like to explore like i would tell them what it was without being mm-hmm. a dick and be like yeah you suck or like mm-hmm. you just play a crazy evil character like give that guy feedback so that he can actually become a better player if you're a dm and you're having to like if i know it's around the table with someone i would i would try and give him feedback if it was really a, a, a booting session mm-hmm. like hey man we're all advanced players. We're trying to have an advanced game with a really tight team cohesion to get the, the story down. And, you know, you want to go off in the middle of the night and do random things. And it takes up 45 minutes of my game session. It doesn't seem like we're on the same page. Like, and now he can take that to the next party he goes to mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully improve and self-reflect. Right. Yeah. Right. F- feedback is a gift, you know, and, yes. and, and I think that most people sort of are on one spe- end of the spectrum or the other when it comes to conflict management they're either super conflict averse and it's just easier for them to just block the guy and ghost them right, right. or they're super conflict uh <laughs> passionate right <laughs> and, they're, and they're like oh i can't wait to tell this guy off you oh. know and it's like well maybe there's a middle hmm. where you're like hey i i'm getting feedback you know that people aren't having fun and I want to fix that and I need your help to fix that. Yeah. So here's what I think we should, we should look at doing. Right. And that's a tough conversation to have, you know, if you're not used to having to have tough conversations. And I think know? it's a tough conversation to have, but when you're talking about uh, being a good player, um, if someone's going to be on, if I'm doing something that's upsetting the, the DM or the party and the DM is um, adult enough, as Keenan said, to have that conversation with me, I am certainly going to be more receptive to go, oh, okay, I need to take a look at my actions because I don't want to be that player. I want to be a good player. And I think at the heart of anybody's playing D&D, they're there to have fun. They want to be a good player. Mm-hmm. And so I think just having that open, honest conversation, as, and especially as a DM going like, and, and this is what we can do to fix this. I think most people are going to have a positive response. And if they yeah. don't, if this player has a negative response, then fuck that guy. They're probably not a good person. <laughs> it's not a player that you want to have with you. Yeah, it's not a player you want to have with us. Yeah. Because it's not coming from a negative place within you. Yeah, no. you, know, you want to have this entire thing be a positive experience. You want D&D overall to be a positive experience for right. everyone at the table or everyone at the computer. So when you're having that conversation with the person and you're coming towards them try in a positive light, whereas I want to fix this and I need your help, the way that John was saying it, and... They're not having that. They take it negatively. They take it um, assertively against you. It's best just to get rid of that person. Then yeah. you know you don't need that kind of negativity ruining no. your hobby, maybe and, even your and passion. Every, and everybody, Absolutely. everybody else is fun, right? Not just mm-hmm. not just you as a DM, but like all the players in these hypothetical situations. Yes. Yeah. D and D isn't like a competition. It's no. literally the only reason to do this is to have fun. It's yeah. not. There's no. You know. It's, there's no winning because we just like always win every session. Dude, hold, on, win, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, win, hold, on hold on, hold on, dude. That's my mom at the door. Honey, who won? Did you guys win D and D? That's everyone. We won the D and D. Everyone who's never played D and D's like, oh, did you win today? Like, I mean, no. we like. But you know what? If she if she walks in right after the final battle with the big bad, and we're all like, yeah, we won, we won the D and D. So no, guys, screw that. the that's DM. Not just your mom, that's, uh, that's John's everybody. wife. Oh, true. Oh, that's true. Like, you guys win? That's true. I think it's more of a joke now, but it's really yeah, funny. Yeah. Like, yeah. Did you win? I, like, I, well, actually, I, I think my wife did the same thing like when, <laughs> when we first started playing together. That's awesome. Uh, oh, actually, yeah, because I don't know if she'd ever, yeah, maybe she, well, yeah, she'd seen me playing, obviously she'd seen me playing DD before that, but I think I remember her coming out here one night. 
Yeah. <laughs> so who won? Well, now now her thing is she comes out and says, uh, "Is Mike killing you guys?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's great. being mean to us. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's uh, the guys going to take a bathroom break, and the, and she comes back and she goes, "I hear you're being mean to the guys. Stop being mean to them." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "No, it's Skullgore. It's all Skullgore being mean to us." <laughs> I want to see. I want to see a time where we're done recording this podcast, and I'm like, "Did you win?" <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, so since we were talking about online play, um, I'm going to hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to put my old man hat on here I'm putting my old man. hat. On. Oh. All right. You kids get off my digital lawn. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to talk about like a personal pet peeve of mine. Okay. Now I get, and I fully understand that everything, every resource material we have is now available digitally. I get on my phone sometimes to look up stuff, right? I am I, I am old school. I do prefer paper and books and stuff, but I do use some digital stuff. But there's a lot more tablets at the table nowadays, a lot more uh, uh, small laptops at the table, your phone's at the table, doing a lot of those things. And I have no problem as a DM when I'm seeing a player who's looking up things, and I know they're looking up things. But as a DM, when I'm talking and I'm narrating, I'm doing whatever, and I'm answering questions from, say I'm answering questions from Keenan and... Matt said, I'm going to go do this. I'm like, okay, cool. And I look over and I see the finger and I know that ain't looking up. That's, that's, that's fault. That's looking at some social media. That's doing something. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It irritates the shit out of me because I'm like, dude, I put a lot of work into this. Yeah. If you can't like give me some attention for a couple hours. Yeah. So I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on that? I'm guilty of it, but it is really frustrating. So it's both sides of it. It's, it's that time where like, whatever happened broke my attention to the game, whether it's someone not happening or someone going to the bathroom or something. And being a, being a Gen Z, I immediately need to fill my uh, (laughs) processing with something. So I'm like, please stimulate my mind. I need the dopamine being the DM and seeing it. I'm like, are you like, is no one having fun? Like, I did put a lot of work into this. Like, I thought this was really cool. Like, what's going on? So and, I, and, I, I, I 100% feel you, and I'm guilty of it. And and, that, and, that, and that's kind of, and look, I try not to. I really do. Like, mostly if I'm on my phone, it's because I'm looking up a rule, or it's because I'm a, I'm an English major, and I'm stupid at math, and I need to do some math on my calculator, <laughs> calculator. to figure out how, what I just rolled. You know, so I don't know. I, 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 I'm torn. There have been times where I've thought about, you know what, I'd like to just say no, no devices at the table. But I also understand this is the digital age and we do have all these resource materials and we don't have to have freaking eight books in front of us to do this. Uh, but to me, and just like I said, as, as a good player and we're all guilty of it and I'm sure I've done it before too, especially after a few whiskeys. <laughs> look at this hero forge picture. Look I made. Picture. <laughs> but look, man, and, and, and we've all done that. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, but I, I would, I'm, I try like, I'm, I'm always, I'm always trying to be better DM and you guys make me better DM because we, we all build off each other, but I've, I have really focused. I think since we come back, since we came back after COVID, I'm really focused on trying to be a better player to, to do all these things that I've thought about as a DM from the DM seat. Now, when I'm sitting over there, I you know put my player hat on and now I'm trying to think, okay, as a DM, what, what are the things that kind of bug me? Okay. I want to, I don't want to do that. So anyways, that's just, that's just my, my old man, get off my digital lawn moment. And I get it. No, you're not wrong. Yeah. You're not. You're not wrong at all. I think that we'd all we'd all feel like that. Yeah, it's kind of in the same category as crosstalk, right? Yeah. We're like, like, yes, you're, you know, you were sitting there narrating or whatever, and 
you've got maybe half the table involved in that. And then you look over and the half that's not involved, they're just having a conversation. And I don't mean like an in character conversation. They're like having like a image catch the game last week. What's that? Oh yeah, exactly. Right. So, you know, I, it comes back to being engaged and yeah. staying engaged and, and looking at staying engaged as a responsibility of a good player. Um, cause think about it, if we all stayed engaged, it would just be a better game. Yeah. And it you would be I mean? a game a consistently. Game yeah. Too. So it, it would be a smoother game. And it, honestly there, I, I, I think not, not now. Cause you know, fuck, I'm old. I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> um, but I think when I was younger, crosstalk would bother me mm-hmm. because I think, man, am, am I not doing a good job as a DM? Now I'm, now I'm just like, no, that's, that's not me. That's them. Yeah. You know, it's so kind of thing, but we're all guilty of it. Cause we're all friends and it's, that's yeah. crosstalk is the hardest thing because we're all having here to have a good time. Yeah. And we, we laugh, we joke with each other. Um, and, and, and so crosstalk is gonna happen. Yeah. Might I, be the only time that we like see that person that we go yeah. with Charlie. Right. I yeah, love yeah. talking to Charlie and we crosstalk because it's like, I, I'm only going to see him here. Yeah. Like one once a week, a week and you so maybe occasionally, know yeah, we, with him. yeah, exactly. And the thing is that even as a DM, I can get sucked into crosstalk sometimes mm-hmm. because yeah. I'm interested in what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Right. God, man, you, you started up by the way. I just realized this is the most F bombs I've dropped in any podcast. Oh, I noticed. It's because the way you started. Hey. <laughs> yeah. John's a saint. He's a pure oh, boy. He's a paladin. That's right. He's a choir boy. I have kind of a controversial one. Ooh, um, bring it on. Good players. Uh, Throw a little money to their DMs in the sense. <laughs> no, really, oh, okay. bear with me okay. on this. Okay. In the sense that the DM oftentimes is spending money on miniatures or wants to put a, a digital map into the game, so he's got to buy a TV. Um, and something I love about our groups is we have occasionally pulled our money together to upgrade the situation or uh, do something that, that benefits the whole thing. Um, and, I mean – that has been, I think, great because, you know, it, first of all, it's being a good player because it's like, oh, wow, I know my DM spent a lot of his money, so here's you know, here's a little bit to help defray the cost of that. Um, but, like, when we got TVs, uh, well, the last TV was kind of donated. It was donated by, by, <laughs> by Cody, yeah. But like after, for, I, after I broke the previous TV. Yeah, but, it might, but, it, but in our, our other group, the one we host at my house, you guys all threw in to buy that TV, yeah. um, which is fantastic. And it, that TV is only used for – Game night. Yep. So it's the same with the TV out here. It's only game night TV. And and David, you know, threw in to build the the framework for the original oh, yeah. TV that mm-hmm. we had. And you and right now I look over here and there's condition rings that you brought. Yeah. And some people bring miniatures and just leave them. Yeah. You yeah. know. So and I think that's cool. I, we're lucky that we have that because we are all good friends and we all you know we're all very supportive mm-hmm. of each other. That that's kind of a natural thing. But I, I think that's a great point for if you're in a consistent game group that. Yeah, it may not be a bad idea to help your DM out. If you or at least offer. At least right. offer, right? Yeah. It does nothing but enhance everyone's experience, yeah. Yeah. especially the DM, because it is a lot of work running a game every week, every other week, once a month, whatever. And then when the DM is talking to the players and it's like, I am really interested in getting a TV so we can start doing digital maps. And I heard about the uh, the animated maps where they've got like body parts floating in the sewers and rats moving across the the brick and that's really fun it's inspiring for the dm to do things like that and if it only costs everyone at the table 20 or 30 bucks to get the tv to to get the the map package wherever it's at and then the dm can have an inspiring kind of boost of fun for themselves prepping that game and put more of that inspiration into 
the game for the players. Yeah. It does nothing but come back to you. Yeah, yeah. The, the, absolutely. The one caveat I would say is as a DM who's listening to that, don't think that that means you should go ask your players for money. No, D&D no, is not, not a pay to play. No, no. no. Yeah. We're talking to the players right now. Don't, yeah. Definitely do not. Definitely do not like go. <laughs> All right, guys. You know, uh, we're not playing next week unless I get 20 bucks from y'all. Well, not even that, but like, hey, I really want this. Can I get 20 bucks from it? It'd be like, if yeah. it, you got to have the relationship to ask. Like, yeah. we did. It's like, hey, I think that it'd be really cool. We've we've already expressed interest. And that made sense. But like, you just came in, you're like, hey, I really want to get like a laser pointer to be able to do it easier. You want to yeah. pay for that for me? It'd be like, yeah. kind of not really. That's kind of weird. Yeah. So just, I mean, it, it's going to be organic when it happens. But yeah, absolutely. Like, it, we built a community set of, uh, for lack of a better word, equipment. Yeah. Because yeah. we have community dice. We have, Mike has tons of miniatures that we've, that you have personally and that we've all contributed over the yeah. years. And so when we DM here, we all get to use them. So we have a community chest of tools to be able to game with. Yeah. And that has made all of our sessions way more easy because if Cody wants to do a sci-fi thing, he can use my sci-fi stuff. Yeah, and exactly. now he doesn't have to go procure it. And, yeah. and he has the resources, so he's not just jerry-rigging stuff. Yeah. So uh, I just want to let you know, though, for sure, um, at the end of each session that we do, I'm going to put on a G string and I'm going to get up on the table and you just start stuffing the dollar bills right there. Can I give you money now so that you don't do that? <laughs> we've done that. I like how you say you're going to start. We've done that every session for <laughs> two, three years. That's how we became friends, Mike. <laughs> oh my God. We are going straight to hell with this podcast. Oh yeah. This is, this is the X rated after. Make hours. sure this one is marked explicit, please. <laughs> All right, so we are getting pretty close to, uh, to the end here. So any final thoughts? on? I, we've covered a lot. I think I actually went through everything that was on my list. So, uh, But uh, Matt, what do you think? I mean, I'm going to say it last week. I'm going to say it the week before. I'm going to say it every week. Communicate with everybody. You know, mm-hmm. communicate with your players. Players, communicate with your DM. Having communication is going to make the game more fun, and you're going to feel like you're contributing more. And you'll probably be a better player for it, and you'll probably be a better DM for it as well. Uh, I feel like there is a lot of things in this discussion that we've had here that could be skewed as kind of a, a negative take on yeah, it. And was, that was never the intention of this discussion. Uh, it, and it's not like a, uh, don't do this because you're a bad player. Don't do that because you're a bad player. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really more along the lines of, we can let's, all, we let's can work all together yeah. and you know let's communicate, let's have fun and someone's version of fun may not be another person's version of fun, but there is definitely a middle ground where everybody can have a blast Mm -hmm. on that point. One of the things I really love about Von Richten's guide to Ravenloft is they did a very good job about the fact that this is a horror campaign Mm -hmm. setting and there's going to be some things that what scares me and what scares somebody else could be totally different things. So they were very clear about like, before you run this campaign, sit down, have a conversation mm-hmm. with your with your players. Communicate, 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 and this is the same thing you're saying. Yeah, it's you know, Curse of Straw does not like children. No, it's it's very bad to children in that module. Yeah. So if if your group is not okay with that, then that's a discussion that we had, yeah. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and maybe remove those children from the narrative. And 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 I, and I'll, I'll piggyback on that because I was going to say the same thing that you started with, Cody, was that look we're all guilty of these things. So we're not bashing on anybody. We are not saying we're better than anybody else. This is just, this is all stuff we can all work to improve on for a better gaming experience all around. Yeah. I second, I second all of that. Um, not to go into rehashing it. 
I've got a lot more to say about how to be a better player. I think um, we'll revisit this topic so, again. Yeah, you're going to see some stuff either from us again or about from me independently um, or collaboratively with these guys about this. Uh, tune in next week. We're going to be giving marriage counseling. <laughs> um, wait, wait, I think we got to call her on the line now. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. Um, like, everyone's guilty of it. We're, we're trying to explain how to enhance the fun and become a better player. Like as, as I view it as much of a skill set to have yep. as being a DM is a skill set. It is yeah. a skill set to be a player and to be a good player. So you don't have to take it to the level that we get, we have here, but if you take our advice, you and your party will have more fun and you might, you, a lot of people end up staying in groups longer, or having your groups actually play more than three sessions for dropping out. Yeah, definitely. The, the better you are as a DM, the better you are as a player you'll find that your groups are way more consistent, way more committed and, um, and, and, and they stay together. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Thank you. So we, so many really good things were brought up tonight and I do think this is a broad topic that we could dig into a lot more and I look forward to what you come up with. Keenan. I know this has been a, a passion point for you for a long time. I, the way I look at it is if you take, the group's fun as kind of your own personal responsibility to a degree, then you're probably going to be a better player, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and so it's not just, even though, yes, it's your character and you're sitting there with your dice and your character sheet and you're thinking, okay, yeah, I just got to worry about this, right? No, look at the table, look at the table, look at the other people, you know, if me and Matt are playing from across the table and his character does something I think is cool that I, I want to interact with, like, you know, like do that, like, like bring your character into the story and, and, you know, get out of your comfort zone a little bit, but, but keep fun at the forefront of everything. Right. Cody and Beth with the twins in star Wars. Oh yeah. <laughs> that is a oh, prime yeah. example. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's why I was getting kind of butthurt earlier because it's like, I feel like I not butthurt, but I feel like I just kind of rehash the same like seven or so jokes. <laughs> So like, yeah, but they're consistently funny. Yeah. They're okay, awesome, I'm glad you think they're yeah. consistently funny. We oh, yeah. love those characters. Like, I don't, I don't want to be some kind of like a broken record when it comes to weird spacey jokes. No, no. It's, it's fantastic. Oh my god, we love those characters. My toilet humor, <laughs> literally, literally, literally. <laughs> but it, but your toilet humor was like a story point too, because you went into Thrawn's. You went in there and you were going to mess it up, but then oh, you're like, oh, serious oh, character development. You went into Thrawn's yeah, throne. You went into Thrawn's <laughs> throne. I was gonna <laughs> clone Thrawn, Thrawn. <laughs> yes, clone Thrawn, oh not God. real Thrawn. I love you guys so He's much. Dead. <laughs> oh, He's canonically. All right, guys. Well, hey, thank you for hanging with us uh, on uh, how to be a better player. Uh, if you like what you're hearing here, please drop by snwproductions.com. Check out all our downloadable content there. And if you want to help us keep doing this, we do have a Patreon page as well. If you just want to buy us a coffee. Uh, drop our website and do that as well. I would also like to take one moment because we haven't done this for uh, a couple episodes and take this moment to uh, thank our patrons. Strange New Worlds Productions wanted to take a moment to say thank you to all our Dragon Tier patrons. Thank you so much to Doug, F. Sutton, Stephen, Kirsten, Nicole, Beth, and Charles. We appreciate you and all our patrons. Please visit us at snwproductions.com to see how you can support our passion, bringing you the highest quality content for Dungeons and Dragons, as well as keeping the Legend Lore podcast coming your way. All right. Thank you, guys. You rock. Fuck! (laughs) Fuck!